Welcome to The Way the World Works, where the trusted team behind the Tuttle Twins books tackles current events, hot topics, and fun ideas to help your family find clarity in a world full of confusion. Hi, Connor. Hey, Brittany. So today I want to address kind of a weird question that I'll be honest, I did not even know like the, the answer to, or I didn't even know there was a problem until recently, but that was um, the history of, of women and, and property rights. So like, have women always had property rights? And I assumed, at least in America, that of course they did. Um, and then I found out there was actually some really weird antiquated laws that go all the way back to like the year 600 that uh, prevented people in the West or women in the West from being able to inherit property. And I found it fascinating. So I went down this rabbit hole which came about because I read this author called Jane Austen, who is, I don't know how else to describe it besides saying they're really girly books, but they're fantastic. <laughs> so a lot of the the plots in these Jane Austen books, um, they come from, by the way, the Regency area, which is like 1700s. It's kind of like the revolutionary era in America. So it's that, that period between 700, 1700 and 1800. But um, it's called it the Regency era. Think of it as like, they still had like fancy dinner parties and and wore pretty dresses, but they're almost to like industrial revolution and to the change of the world. But so a theme in all these books that I love to read are about women who are too old and should have gotten married. No joke. That's literally what like every one of her books is about. But there ends up being a problem because the women aren't married. And because of that, and a lot of them come from families where there's only daughters. And because there's only daughters and the oldest sibling or whoever isn't married, they're going to lose their home as soon as their father dies, which sounds kind of weird because these families were like well-to-do and everything. But what happened is property rights didn't extend to women back in these days. So if your dad died and he owned your house, you and your mom and your sisters would all be homeless if he dies because it would go down to the next male heir. And sometimes that was like a cousin you've never met. And in my mind, I was like, well, family helps each other out, don't they? Like, surely, surely people would let them stay in the house. Guess what? That didn't happen a lot, Connor. Yeah. It's kind of it's kind of mean. But so a lot of times, uh, yeah, these people just, they lost, they lost their homes. So have you ever heard of any of this, Connor? Well, when you were saying entail, I was like, isn't that like the organs of an animal? And I'm like, no, that's entrails. <laughs> that's Oh, yeah. That's no, that's confusing. Yes. <laughs> that's something that's different. Funny. No, I haven't heard of uh, this entail concept before. Yeah. So it's called an entail. And basically that's like, it's not even like a thing. It's like a, a thing that like, it's not like a piece of paper. Any. And entail is, is like a prohibition on on females being able to to own property and we see this happen like i said in in a lot of these jane austen plots and there was a really popular show a couple years ago called downton abbey which is just a delightful show about like rich british people <laughs> basically <laughs> but it's the same exact plot line there's a lot of british plot lines where these fathers are really worried because they're getting older and they have all daughters and they don't know what's going to happen to their family once they die. So women could here I'll get into the history a little bit about it. So women couldn't inherit land because they couldn't inherit titles. That's where that came from. By titles mm. I mean like if you were a noble, like you had uh, property or I'm um, even even royalty to an extent, but we'll get into that in a minute. So this all came from this medieval thing called I'm going to I'm going to butcher this word guys, primogenitor system and I think I said that wrong. Pretend that it was said in like Italian or something much prettier. But that basically said women don't have property rights because um, the European monarchs and noble families, their titles had to be transferred like, through men. 
So in 1328, there's this France French king, King Charles the Fourth, and he left only daughters behind, and so none of them could inherit the throne. Mm-hmm. And so without a son, like you, they literally just keep moving on in the family until they can find a boy. Finally, found the king's nephew. But get this, because he was actually the son of the late king's sister, he also couldn't get the throne. Oops. Yeah. So like they basically just had to keep going through the lineage until they found someone else. That's how extreme this system is. But it went even further and it didn't just go to titles. It said that um, you couldn't have or basically. okay. so the system was later extended to real estate. So think of that as like houses or property. And it was called an entail. And this entail is what stopped daughters from inheriting their father's estate along with like a noble title. Now, when I hear this, Connor, I think, oh, England, you know, that's so old and backwards. And of course, that's why we fought a revolution. Well, unfortunately, yeah, except (laughs) that is not exactly true because uh, we did we did a lot of uh, we took a lot of what they took. Remember, John Locke, all these people, they were British and. So we didn't call it an entail system, but we had our own issues with women and property rights. That And this shocked me. I think the latest, well, we'll get into that. Like it was like the 80s when one of like the, the biggest property rights thing was removed. And you're like, wait, what? That's when you and I were born, Connor. Wow. So that doesn't seem like that long ago. So, all right. So during the colonial period, of course, colonials were still part of the, of the British, you know, empire. And so it's no surprise then that husbands were given the sole control over property. And so like any property that was inherited through the wife family immediately went to, you guessed it, the husband. Mm-hmm. So in 1718, remember that's before we're a country, Pennsylvania actually gave women a little bit of rights. They said you can have management rights. So you have the ability to like, figure out where the money goes, but only if your husband's in jail or too sick to do so. So it was a it was a small win. We're going to give him that. It was a small win. So then just years before Revolutionary War began, New York actually, they were real trailblazers on this. And they gave wife a say in not only the management, but what's called like joint assets, meaning if you and somebody join property together, like your husband, now the women could have a little bit of say in where that money went. And that might not seem like a big deal. That was huge back then. And then New York took it a step further and they said um, that you had to get your wife's consent if you were going to sell property that you got through her family. So there was all these like these like little things, which again, that might not seem like a big deal to, to us today, but these were huge strides made for women's property rights. Well, it, but, sh- it shows, uh, Brittany, that, that in order to gain more freedom, so often it's incremental. It's oh, not yes. like it's not like this system just uh, dissolved in a day through the decree of some, you know, president or governor or something like that. You know, oftentimes it's a little incremental win and another one and then another one until later they add up and there's something more significant. Of course, that incremental approach. And, and for those who don't know the word incremental, it just means little bit by little bit. So you're doing little bits at a time. And, and so you can do you can have an incremental approach in the wrong way. You know, I think one of the, you know, all the socialism that we see throughout the government today, it wasn't uh, all of a sudden, you know, we're going to have socialism in America. It was always the tiny little, oh, we're just going to pass this law. Oh, just a little tax. Oh, just a little welfare program. And then pretty soon, you know, bit by bit by bit, we have this big system. And so it can happen in the bad way. It can also happen in the good way where we can have more freedom by like a lot of what we do with Libertas Institute with our work is incremental in nature. It's trying to get this little victory, pass that law, change this thing. And then the, the idea is over time that builds upon itself and you can go in a much better 
uh, direction. But this shows, I think, that like that incremental approach uh, is important. Even even if we would like progress to happen faster, we would, you know, we look back on this entail system and we're like, oh, they should have just changed it or slavery should have just been abolished versus, you know, all these things. Um, sometimes we have to recognize that when there's a lot of people who disagree and they want to protect the status quo and they want to keep things as they are, uh, incremental uh, approach is the best one that you have. Absolutely. And one thing to note, too, is that Brita, Britain was way far behind us on this. Um, so, you know, we were seen as a, a country that fought the revolution for I, it's hard to call them progressive ideas because of what progress <laughs> that means today, but but for the time. Ideas that help us progress as a society. Yes, exactly. <laughs> now, the last law that was going to, so 1771 is when New York passed that law where the husbands now had to ask permission before they sold um, any of the family or property that belonged to her family, but it would be 70 years before um, any more progress was made for property rights for women. So in 1839, Mississippi became the very first state, which is funny because we don't always think as Mississippi as being very forward thinking, but they were the very first state to let women actually hold property in their name. So that is a huge deal. So other states, and this is the cool thing about incrementalism, Connor, like you mentioned, is other states see this and then they want to jump on board too. And that can be good or bad because like Utah just put a kid social media ban in place that we can talk about in another episode. But one reason that's so scary is that it could take place and like other states are looking at it. Now, other states are going to do it, right? So the reason right. some of this, either good or bad, is good is that it catches on. It's like a flame. So good and bad things can happen. In this case, this was good. And um, 1940 or 1844, Maine followed Mississippi's lead and they gave women the right to a separate economy. So basically, she could do what she wanted with her own money. So again, Huge deal at the time. And then you go back up to uh, 1848 and New York. New York is actually very ahead on this. They passed a Married Woman's Property Act, which again gave women the right to enter contracts without a husband or male relative. And this is interesting to me because we're so into contract law here. But it's crazy how long it takes, again, just for just for the world to change and for things to get different. And and it's easy, like you said, to judge, like, why didn't we do this sooner? But the way things worked right. back then, that just they were men of their time, men and women of their time. So, yeah, so it's it's an interesting thing to see that. But what's crazy to me is that it was not until 1974 that women could even hold their own credit card. And that was cra crazy because I watch a lot of like vintage TV, I guess you'd call it. So like I Love Lucy, things that took out or yeah. took place in the in the fifties, and I'll notice they'll talk about like the money and and using a charge plate is what they used to call it. There's some trivia for you. A credit card used to be called a charge plate, and I was always wondering like, okay, well, why did she have to ask, you know, her husband and stuff? And it turns out women just couldn't even have one. So it's it's so interesting to me to see how long it took, but also to see how far we've come because you have to think of majority of history, women didn't have any property rights at all. And when you get into like the Enlightenment era, which is when we start having our revolution, you see it kind of snowball. We got more and more. And I mentioned earlier that uh, in Britain, they were way behind us. So I told you that show was called Downton Abbey. Yep. It's a, a new show. And so it wasn't until 2013 that some British politicians introduced a bill that now allowed titles and any land connected to them to be inherited by females. And they actually called it the Downton Abbey Law. 
which I thought was really funny. But that's 2013. So it's it's like I said, it's just crazy to me how far we've come, especially because we're all in this country so obsessed with property rights in the best way possible, but that it took some time. So, Connor, I don't know if you had heard any of this before, but I think it's interesting. No, like you, I feel like I assume that a lot of this had been taken care of a long time ago. I mean, the fact that just a decade ago that they were working on this uh, this bill to allow the titles and land to uh, to be inherited by females, I'm like, wait, that's that still hasn't been fixed, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And and it's it's so interesting. I think that. I think that sometimes we feel like we are a very progressive society, not in the the leftist version of progressive, but just that we've made so much progress. We're so enlightened. We're so smart. We're so much better than people hundreds of years ago where they were, you know, depriving women of rights or, you know, blacks of their freedom and, and all this kind of stuff. We're so much better than they are. And then you realize like, well, you know, like, yeah, in a lot of cases, sure, we've made good progress as a society. But that doesn't mean there isn't more uh, progress to be had, right? That doesn't mean that things are perfect how they are, that there still aren't these injustices that are a legacy of um, of, of, of the past. I mean, something uh, we're talking about property rights and uh, for these women being able to inherit their property, I think of um, consider the Second Amendment. It's in the Constitution, your right to keep and bear arms. And so just because you might live in a city where everyone's like, oh, we don't like guns. We don't want anyone to have guns. You still have a right to own guns to protect your family. Just because other people are like, you know, worried or concerned or hate guns or whatever, you have a constitutional right. Well, I think, and we've talked about this uh, in a past uh, episode, Brittany, but I think that property rights need to be constitutionally protected and they barely are all it really says is like eminent domain if the government's going to steal your property they have to pay you but the right to use your property the way you want and not have to get everyone's permission and blessing mother may i paint my you know fence uh, bright pink you know mother may i build a, a shed in my backyard mother may i and by mother, I mean the local city council yeah. where you're having to like, get their permission and and they'll often say no, you know, no, you can't have chickens in your backyard and um, and you can't build there. You get what's called NIMBYs, right? Not in my backyard. People who are like, we don't want an apartment complex in our town um, and they'll show up to city council and they'll, uh, you know, pressure these politicians to deny a property owner from building on their property in a, a peaceful and productive way. And uh, and to me, it's just a travesty. So I, I look at this and I'm like, OK, we've made some good progress. Women can, you know, inherit property now and all that. Yay. Good progress, equality, et cetera. Um, but there's still a lot of problems and there's still a lot of progress to be had. And so it's good to look at the past and see how far we've come. Hopefully we can use that as a reflection opportunity to say, what are we doing right now or what is how is society structured right now that might uh, that might be disadvantageous to, you know, protecting people's rights. And then we can talk about what type of progress we need to make in the future. So fun thought experiment. We got room to go, but we've come a long way. Brittany, great topic as always. And until next time, we'll talk to you later. Talk to you later. You've been listening to The Way the World Works. Make sure your family is subscribed and check out TuttleTwins.com for more awesome content.